0: Zombie tip number 43. Blades don't need reloading. Use your head and cut off theirs. You're listening to Podcast Detected. Now, run.
1: Hi everyone and welcome to episode 2 of Podcast Detected. Um, I'm Anna, I'm going to be your host today. Liz is also here hosting. Hi! Hi! Um, And we've got a lot of stuff to talk about because today's theme is season three, First Impressions. Um, So yeah, we'll let you know when the spoilers come so that you can just skip those. We're also going to be talking about the marathon that Sam Yao's voice actor Phil Nightingale recently did um, and the Iron Thick Challenge, which I know a lot of you participated in.
2: So first, uh, we want to talk about Philip Nightingale for a second. Uh, Philip Nightingale is the voice actor of Sam Yao on Zombies Run, and he recently did a marathon, the Paris Marathon. He finished it within 3 hours and 46 minutes. That's That's pretty awesome, right?
1: Really impressive,
2: yeah. I mean, he's 42 kilometers in 3 hours and 46 minutes. Like, that would take me about 5 hours at least.
1: Yeah,
2: probably, same. Yeah, and he he also managed to, you know, raise a lot of money. He did a fundraiser and he made 311 pounds, which is, according to the Yahoo currency uh, calculator, 522 US dollars. And that's, I think, 360 euros. That's a lot of money.
1: Wow, yeah. So if you want to uh, send him a congratulations or just tell him how awesome he is for uh, raising so much money and finishing in like a really good time, uh, you can tweet him at at Pip Nightingale on Twitter. And that is at P-I-P-N-I-G-H-T-I-N-G-A-L-E. I I did it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you did it. Just let him know how proud we are that he did that. Congratulations to Philip Nightingale, if he ever hears that. Earlier this week, Anna and me recorded a conversation about Season 3 and our thoughts on Season 3, but we had so many things to talk about that our final conversation ended up being more than 33 minutes long. Obviously, way too long for our podcast. So you're now going to hear the abridged version of that conversation. Sorry if some of the transitions are a bit shaky. Warning! Spoilers detected! The next part includes information up to Season 3, Mission 5. To avoid spoilers, please skip to the time provided in the description. Thank you. Maybe it's just me... But especially in Mission Four, uh, Mission One, compared to Season Two, I did not feel as confused.
1: Yeah, definitely, I agree. The beginning of Season Two is, um, you know, with Nadia calling you Runner Ninety Three. It took me forever to realize she was talking to me. It took me like, it was, it was so, I was so confused.
2: Yeah, and 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 I was like, okay, where is everybody? Who was Abel really destroyed? and here in in season 3 it's kind of okay we need to find a people that got lost and uh, you have Paula with you which is awesome because is, Paula I love Paula <laughs> Paula is awesome and you meet Tony and everything but still it was pretty clear where we are and what's happening I don't know, I missed the other confusion I had in the beginning of season two.
1: Yeah, I mean, we definitely ended on kind of a, a different type of cliff cliffhanger, I think. You know, at the end of um season one, you're just sort of like,
0: you know, are they
1: dead? Are they not dead? Like and um season two is is more of a I mean, there are people who are you're wondering about whether or not they're dead, but it's it's not like Everyone, it's not like you, you know where you would have been. You know where you are. Because you weren't one of the people who walked out when everyone else did.
2: There's another thing. Um, in the first missions, I think up to mission five of the season, for yeah. me, Abel and the whole game felt really empty. Yeah. I mean, we have Jack and Eugene who are in New Canton. Which makes me so sad. It's kind of sad, right? Jack and Eugene aren't with me. Who am I gonna play darkness and demons with? I mean, we meet Paula, which is great because I love Paula, and we have Tony, who is a new character, and Sam, and Janine, and then the new the new uh, leader. We need to oh, talk God. about her as well. But we do. But there is no mention of any other characters. Yeah,
1: the first time we see Jody or Owen or Jamie is um mission five which we'll talk about and um other than that it just it feels like a lot of people are just gone what you got used to with season two like your whole able township family like even the majors it's totally different now there's so many like new characters because like as much as i love paula having her that even like having her like with us and not with van arc is an adjustment i
2: think it's intentional yeah because Abel should feel really empty, but a lot of people, a lot of people walked off. But we, there are not many characters left that we still know.
1: Yeah, a- they have a new doctor now, which Sam doesn't. <laughs> Sam doesn't like, but um, I feel really bad for her. The new doctor.
2: We know nothing about her except that she's not Maxine.
1: Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Let's talk about the new major.
1: I feel like in the game they're not making. They're not necessarily trying to make her come off as, like, just, like, a bad character, like, an annoying person. She kind of reminds me of Umbridge from Harry Potter, and I don't really know why, but so I just have this, like, me kind of distrust towards her now.
2: Oh my god, that's- I never thought of that, but you're right.
1: She does. I think it's because she keeps talking about, like, a ministry, and I just keep thinking, like, the Ministry of Magic. That's and sticking-
2: Sticking to the rules, and at the same time, all this chipper voice she always does, like, I don't know. I think it will be really interesting having her around. Plus, she's kind of right with everybody just, you know, slacking off at Abel.
1: She was having, like, Runner 5 and Paula do, like, written reports for her after that. (laughs) I think that's when she started to remind me of Umbridge. And I'm like, that's a bit much, but I see where you're coming from. I,
2: I kind of really liked her when she was in the tree with her computer yeah. And she does like the very brief summary of her situation. I, I, I don't remember what she says. Stuck in the tree all, along, yeah, she, all she alone all alone. Her dead, just me. <laughs> Need help. I did I was I think yeah. she, I think that was funny. What kind of got me wondering in season three is they don't seem to have the same structure again with the story missions and the side missions.
1: I kind of miss the side missions, but I also feel like nobody at Able, like, you can obviously see that everybody at Able is really stressed right now, and so they don't really have time to be doing things that, like, especially Runner 5 doesn't really have time to be doing things that aren't about Comansis.
2: And we don't even have New Canton Runner 5 anymore to to do that stuff.
1: Yeah. That was
2: pretty sad. I mean, we spent two missions with that character, and it's just like, explained away oh yeah by the way this character is dead but you know what really irritated me was when tony said you kind of look like the other runner 5 because for me uh, able runner 5 is a woman and new Campton runner 5 always was a man
1: yeah it, i agree same with me it
2: was like either new kenton runner 5 is really has a really feminine figure or maybe able runner 5 is a real you know manly how? Huh? I, I don't know. It just it yeah. just irritated me.
1: Yeah, I feel like because what I kind of think he he meant was just like the way that you're like this like silent and stoic character, and just like your overall like presence was similar to the other runner five. But like same with me, I was just like, are are you telling me that I look <laughs> like a man? Is that what
2: you're saying right now? I kind of like the London missions. They had a really different tone, but on the other hand, we. Obviously, don't need that storyline anymore because the whole Kamansi's plot moves because over
1: here. Yeah, we should talk about Mission Five
2: because I ran Mission Five today in the morning because you said I have to run it before we record that. So
1: <laughs> you did because we have to talk about it. Yeah,
2: and I was I was in tears basically from the first second, just hearing Runner Eight's voice again was was so strange i just realized how much i missed that character
1: yeah and especially the way they did it where it's kind of like it's not like everybody else's voice like it's not that she's there it's that like you're hearing her in your head like there's a weird echoey thing to it so it's not like she's just like with you she's like she's like it's like she's there but she's not there she's a ghost and that's
2: you get the feeling that runner 5 knows runner 8 so well that 5 kind of can't imagine what eight would say.
1: And it's it's hard because I knew that like eventually someone was gonna like bring her up. I knew that like we might have a funeral this season or something. But like right off the bat you just hear like everything that like Runner did and all the stuff you've been through and it just hits you right away and I was just crying like three seconds into this mission. Oh I have so many emotions all of a (laughs) sudden where did this come from?
2: Was it implied that the Sarah knew about Kamanzies and had more information about them. I was so emotional that I think I missed a lot of information in this mission.
1: Yeah, I was just—I was crying about like banana pancakes, and she was saying something <laughs> like actually important. Yeah, I think when you go to um, put her ashes wherever you do, I think she um, she has five get something that is relevant to commands as I think she knew people from there or like knew people who were involved with that somehow because she says like you remember my friends you remember that I yeah right right so yeah I wish we still had the um the mission tab on the zombie link website because
2: I'm pretty sure they will bring it back
1: yeah because like, I'd like to re-listen to that so that I can know what I didn't hear over my tears. I mean, it's, oh. it's, even, it's even more difficult if you're not a
2: native speaker. Not only in, in, in Mission 5, but especially in the radio mode. Yeah. There is this whole section where Eugene does puns with cheese.
1: Oh, that was awful. I loved it. <laughs> it was so bad. Radio mode, we found out what happened to Eugene's leg.
2: A lot of people went nuts over that
1: the shippo tattoo but it was it was you expected it to be a fun story and then it
2: wasn't it's really kind of strange to have the four of them at the same place i I mean i think it works it still works for jackson eugene's dynamic but i'm kind of missing the zoe phil banter a bit
1: yeah zoe and phil are they like are they a couple now they were being so flirtatious at the beginning of this season.
2: No, I don't think so.
1: I Because I didn't think so either, but it was so flirtatious.
2: One last thing we should talk about. The new items. Even before that, I was always in, in um very tight situations in season two. I got really irritated when Five would pick up stuff. No, but, like But now something... it's even worse. Like It, it really is, though. Five picks up a pot plant and McDonald's like, would yeah. you please like, gonna put a plant? Would you please stop picking up useless stuff? You're
1: you're f- escaping from zombies and it's yeah. really, really close. <laughs> It's just, like I, like, I was I was happy that in Mission 5 that didn't happen to me. Like, I like I, I picked up stuff, but it was, like, a bottle of water and stuff like that. So it was, it was like, stuff that, it was, like, if, if you see a bottle of water in this apocalypse, you should probably pick it up. But I think back in Season 2, it'd be, like, Mission 28 or something, which is when you get captured by Van Ark, and I'm terrified of Van Ark. And I'd be picking up, like, sports bras and, like, I think a makeup case. I was, like... I think, I'm pretty sure you're chained to a jeep, possibly. That's just...
2: Yeah, could you stop doing that? <laughs> I'm
1: just like, I'm pretty sure you've been captured by a psychopath, so I wouldn't be... Priorities. Like, let me grab this sports bra here.
2: And now they also have a makeup case and and silver cutlery and, and pot yeah. plants. I heard one person on Tumblr say five is is preparing for a date for yeah. a romantic dinner and now i o- always have to think about that when five picks up stupid shit like i
1: maybe... do too when i get like a dress or something like makeup i'm like i'm going on a date or maybe somebody so.
2: else is i don't know I, I can't imagine people you know coming up to the runners and say hey can you get me this and that and now five just tries to get nice evening gowns or yeah. <laughs>
1: ball gown by any chance you know I really need a ball
2: gown and I'm still wondering why this stuff is just randomly lying around but this is just one of the zombies run mysteries
1: I'm mad that like Van Ark blames someone else from the for the apocalypse but then I was even more mad when I was like oh it wasn't your fault but I loved blaming you for that like, (laughs) yeah he was such an asshole he killed my friend and he started the zombie apocalypse! And he killed Archie! Yeah. <laughs> he was easy to hate. Yeah. Now it's like, I don't know you, so I don't get as much satisfaction as from blaming you for the zombie apocalypse, Comancis, so...
2: Though that woman that Camden Runner 5 meets is kind of creepy! The Comancis yeah. woman, so I hope we will hear more about her.
1: Yeah, Comancis is weird.
2: This is our bottom line
1: <laughs> for all the <laughs>
2: Season 3 talk. Commence. this is weird. It sucks that Jack and Eugene are not at in- able anymore. <laughs> and we all should find the best recipe for banana pancakes. And we will we'll name them Sarah Smith's uh, Memorial Banana Pancakes. Uh-huh. So, so listeners, if you have a good recipe for banana pancakes... Let us know.
1: I'm a terrible cook, but I will totally eat some if anyone wants to send me some banana pancakes.
2: Send us your favorite recipes for banana pancakes. And I think bonus points if they are easy to make in an apocalypse. Yeah. Like something that Eugene would include into his cooking book. And that's our discussion so far. Obviously, we had a lot of feelings about... The beginning of season three. If you have any questions, comments, if you think that Phil and Zoe are totally a couple, so shut up, you Austrian person, then let us know and submit your recipes. Uh, from now on, no more spoilers!
1: Next up we have Zalia here to talk about the Iron Fick challenge that I know a lot of you participated in last weekend. So, here she
3: is. Hi guys, I'm Zalia and I'm here to talk a little bit about the Iron Zombies Challenge. So what is the Iron Zombies Challenge? Well, it's based on fit contests that I've done in the past, which are based on Iron Chef. So, everyone who participates gets given a couple of secret ingredients. These usually take the form of photographs that i found, sometimes quotes, sometimes music, and you are then given an hour to create something using these prompts as uh, an idea. You uh, can create anything. We've had some great fic produced, we've had some amazing artwork, uh, some songs written. I really want to see someone do an interpretive dance one of these days, and um, uh, but yeah you you can create anything it's a very low pressure event uh, it isn't a competition there are no people voting or awarding points i just wanted it to be a friendly uh, l- low pressure thing that people can enjoy regardless of what they think that their skill level is because i know it can be a bit intimidating uh if if you're going if you're competing with an author who's really well-known in a fandom. Uh, It takes place every two months or so. Uh, I'm hoping to make it a regular thing. Uh, You don't have to sign up. All you need to do to participate is show up in the chat room at one of the times and create something. Uh, Hopefully you'll show up next time and everyone seems to have enjoyed it so far and it would be really great if you could participate thank you
1: thanks alia okay next up we have our choose your own adventure segment Now, when we last left you, fellow fives, you were deciding who your operator was going to be. Janine wanted you to make a trade with the settlement. Maxine wanted you to check out a pharmacy. Sam wanted you to um, check out some suspicious readings on his scanner. And Jack and Eugene wanted to do a dramatic reading of Twilight. Uh, So you guys voted, and you chose Maxine as your operator. So Fiona is going to tell you what happened next. Take it away.
0: After thinking about it for a while, you decide you're going to help at Maxine. She was the one who made you runner, which feels like ages ago, and you feel a great urge to give her back some of the hours she put into training you. Also, you think Sam won't mind that much. Yes, he might act all heartbroken and such, but in the end he still owes you for all the giggles about your precious knee lifts. And to be honest... You hate Twilight, and if the zombie apocalypse was good for anything, it was that most of the copies of that book got destroyed. Maybe you can persuade Eugene and Jack to do a dramatic reading of Rajit's novel instead, if it actually needs more drama. And for Janine? She'll have to wait for Runner 8 to come back. You guess that was her plan all along anyway. You meet Maxine just by the gates, and her face lights up when she sees you. "'You realize that she didn't think you would choose her over the others, "'and that makes you pretty glad about your choice. "'You tell her that you're ready to go investigate that pharmacy "'and that she should give you all the information she's got. "'It's actually a mystery,' she says, "'and skimmed through some notes she scribbled down earlier. "'I just can't find out why no one went there before. "'It's not that far, just at the edge of a nearby town, "'and the area got cleared a while ago. "'But... "'Even these new Canton guys seem to stay clear of that place, "'so maybe there's something going on we don't know about. "'But we can't risk letting precious mats go to raised white. "'You're not, and also laugh a little to hide your crowing nervousness. "'But Maxine can't be fooled. "'I know it's pretty dangerous to send you to a place everyone seems to avoid, "'but it can't be helped. "'We really need those mats. "'And maybe it's just stupid ghost stories or something. "'You know how these new Cantons are.' "'But, just to be safe, you should bring a weapon. "'I know, I know, we usually don't give these to our runners, "'but I guess this time we can make an exception. "'You're secretly a bit relieved that she wouldn't send you on this mission unarmed, "'but when she steps aside to reveal the weapons, you're a bit disappointed.' "'I'm sorry,' Maxine says. "'These are the only weapons currently available. "'They told me that we actually have a lot of small guns, but no matching bullets.' so we have to do with these. With these words she holds out two weapons, a hunting rifle and an axe. Both are pretty heavy, and considering that this is your second run today, you're not even sure it's a good idea to take any of them, let alone both. But maybe one of them could come in handy. The rifle could be an excellent weapon where you to spot some zoms in the distance. You could use it to clear a safe path. The axe is good for close-up combat in narrow spaces. But if you decide to take none of the weapons, you might just be a bit fast if a horde of zombies tries to gnaw off your face. So, what will you choose? Will you A. Take the hunting rifle, B. Take the axe, or C. Take none of them, and hope you can outrun the zombies should you encounter some?
2: Now this is one of my favorite parts of the podcast where we announce the topic of our next episode, which will air in two weeks. Our next episode will be about run of five hat cannons, so send us your run of five hat cannons, send us a picture of what you imagine run five to look like, or send us a message talking about what you think Run of five is like. And as always, you can send us your voicemails via email to waytoo comshack at gmail.com. Or you can, as always, send us a message via Tumblr. Your run of five head cannons, we want to know about them and we hope to hear from you really soon. And we hope that we get a lot of messages that we can read out and play in the next episode.
1: All right, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll see you again in two weeks. Again, I'm Anna, and Liz is also our host. And remember to send in your call-ins for next week's question, which is about or 5 cannons, and to pick your option for the next Choose Your Own Adventure.
2: We hope you tune in in two weeks. Until then, stay safe. Bye-bye.
0: Podcast Detected is a non-profit project Brought to you by Way Too Many People in a Com Shack Zombies Run belongs to Six to Start Music is Rich Groove by Jason Kessler Questions? Want to submit a story or need more information? You'll find us on Tumblr or Twitter at PodcastDetected or email us at waytomanypeopleinacomshack at gmail.com No runners were harmed during the making of this episode.